Merry Christmas, humans. Welcome back to a very festive Modern Wisdom. Johnny and Yusuf from Propane Fitness are joining me today as we talk through our favorite hacks, fails, and lessons from 2019. I'm certain that there will be a lot for you to take away and perhaps we'll recap some things that you've missed throughout the year. Uh, I also wanted to take this opportunity to thank you and everybody who has tuned in over the last 12 months. The growth that Modern Wisdom has seen is absolutely incredible. I know that two episodes a week is a lot to try and keep up with, but there is no paid promotion. There are no sponsored boosts on the episodes. There's no big network supporting it and pushing it out to the masses. The only reason that this channel grows is because people like you are suggesting it to their friends and putting it in group chats or firing it out online, whatever it is. So if you've done that over the last 12 months, then I wanted to wish you an extra special Merry Christmas, because you are the reason that this channel continues to grow and it is something that's so meaningful to me. So thank you very much. I honestly couldn't think of a better Christmas present than you sending it to someone who you think might enjoy it. All right, quick maths. The less that your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, the more money that you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution and borrowing, Everything costs more. So to reduce the costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite and you are improving efficiency by bringing all your business processes into one platform. Over 37 thousand companies have already made the move so do the maths and see how you will profit with NetSuite. Back by popular demand NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com modern right now. That's netsuite.com modern. So without further ado let's recap the year with Johnny and Yusuf. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. A very Merry Christmas to you. I'm joined by Johnny and Yusuf from propanefitness.com. Welcome back to us. Welcome back indeed. This you is actually take two because we were being naughty. They were being naughty. They were being Christmas elves. Um, as you can see, Johnny's wearing a familiar jumper except for the fact it's broken. You've got an indicator. I don't think it's broken fully. Better. Some would say better. Better. It's anyway, surprising. if you are only listening, I suggest that you head to YouTube to check out our... Christmas jumpers in all of their splendour. Yours is lovely. It's really nice, isn't it? Yusuf's is far too small for him. You can't really see that. That's, sat that's your girlfriend's jumper, isn't it? I think it? so. Take <clears> it <throat> slow in the snow and it's a sloth with earmuffs on it. It's like it. a cautionary notice, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's you could like stand by the side of the road just waving. Festive, but very sensible. Yeah. So today we're going to go through some of our favourite hacks, lessons, fails from 2019. Do a year in review what it is that we've been getting up to. Um, Johnny, hot lump of coal for Christmas. Lump of coal. There you go. What would you like to know? Well, what have you... Okay, here's one. What have you dropped within the last year in terms of sort of routine or product consistency? That's a great question. That is a surprise to you. Uh, Romwad. Mm. Mainly because you told me to. And how do you feel having... 
so no different, <clears throat> I would say. Why have you dropped from what specifically? So Chris went to see Mr. McGill, came back and was like, don't do wrong with Johnny, otherwise you'll snap yourself. So um, I think I probably didn't, because I was doing it and it was taking a long time and I was still getting injured and I was still feeling tight and I was still feeling, um, you know, pain, discomfort, like as you would normally expect from, from training. So tried dropping it. Also noticed no, no change really. So I do miss it, but not for the right reasons. What? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree yeah. completely. So my my reasons, Romod, I still think is a, a fantastically useful tool mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful way to start your morning. Um, there's just certain physiologies, mine being one of them, that the um, changes that the stretches elicit, it doesn't agree with. Mm. Um, so Romod's gone. Yusuf, what have you added or taken away this year that's been surprising? Because you do like watered down Romwood, don't you? Like all the gymnastic stuff. Yeah. Like all Was the, it down? Yeah, yeah you Romwood, do like yeah. The, yeah. <clears throat> it's not... That's they, in the it's sport, like beginners. The, 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 the sport of gymnastics. <laughs> the sport of Romwood. It's competitive Romwood, yeah. isn't it? Because right. they don't have seated straddle. They have like other yeah, things that aren't as well. Other like yeah. proper names for the things, the <laughs> positions. Um, so I dropped med school. Which was became a doctor? Yeah. Became, became a doctor. Became a doctor. Proper doctor. Oh, God. So, and as far as habits, like, I think there's quite a big shift with having to go from, like, pressurising yourself for a certain point mm-hmm. on assessment to just doing the job. So <clears throat> that's been quite a big shift and I think quite a lot of challenges with time management and just juggling a lot more in terms of energy, time, sleep, that kind of You've thing. Entered, you after, you're, like, finally in the real world. After mm. ten years of being, he went, he went in for student. a bit, and it was like, no, no, it's not for me. Wrong bit, wrong bit, and then yeah, back no. in again. Yeah, fuck trading. Well, there's, all, there's just loads of blood and poo, isn't there? Quite a lot. How much body fluid do you see? Luckily, so we were saying this before that um, you were kind of insulated from it a little bit. Whereas nurses, God bless them, they're on the front line. They just get... Taking they, fire. Oh, they, they, like, they get punched. Um, really? One of the nurses got punched last week by someone. And uh, and they all, it's always, like, the first port of call for, like, nurse, I've shit myself. <laughs> and, and, like, sometimes it's, it's absolutely excusable, you know, someone who can't help it. But mm-hmm. sometimes you just get people who... Lazy. Are just a bit lazy or a bit just vindictive. And, like, there's a there can be a sense of, I've... I've paid for this, so I'm going to... Who has? You, should, you don't, you don't the, shit yourself. <laughs> you, you pay taxes, you're like, well, I'm in the hospital now. I'm going to make so a post of this. Um, well, the, I mean, it's not common, but you can... Really like, <laughs> what like, is it? What's, I can't remember who the comedian is who says, um, it's like it's like making a dirty protest against the standards in a hotel by shitting the bed, then realising um, that you've got to wake up in a shitted bed. Yeah. Except for the fact that someone comes and done shits the bed for you in, in hospital, <laughs> don't they? You have to shit in the bed, like... As you leave the bed, they that, take the, they take the poo away. The yeah. poo, the poo, it comes and then it goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've changed a lot to do with that, and I guess that your sleep is going to be a bit of a challenge and stuff now as well. I think I've learned a lot about myself with doing night shifts. Um, what have you sw- learned? Switching between so just how much it affects how stupid you are. So I, in fact, there we go. The, the the big lesson has been it. Have has anyone seen the Shane Parrish stupidity podcast? Yes. Where he talks about the seven factors of stupidity, which are being in a group outside of 
your normal group, being outside of your domain of competence, being in the presence of an expert or being at an expert yourself, um, being in a crowd, having sensory overload or being tired. I think those are the seven. Mm-hmm. Was like, and, and are you saying that you think <laughs> every single <laughs> So It must so, be at least uh, six of seven. The first couple of months, you are just, you're like, I'm so aware that I'm operating on 10% brain because everything is just is designed to make you stupid. Like, and, and he defines stupid not as a lack of intelligence, but missing what is conspicuously obvious because of these factors. Mm. And so slowly, as you begin to mitigate those, you use more of your brain, you can think more clearly. Mm. Uh, but yeah, very, very interesting experience. Because in corporate world, like the, the way that people rationalize something of like, don't worry, it's not that bad. It's not life and death. You know, that's the thing that everyone says. <laughs> And Zero is like, oh, yeah, you're right. Well, you trade in life and it's death, It's just a spreadsheet. Trade in it. Whereas you are in the only scenario, really, where it, is life it and death. only ever is life and death. And poo. Mm. Sometimes it's just but poo. But poo is, is just on the spectrum, isn't it, of life and death. Like, poo will happen at specific points. On the way to <laughs> on death. On the spectrum of life and death. I understand. Cool. What about you, Chris? Hold on. You didn't answer the question. I did. What have you dropped? Stop being a student. Oh, right. Okay dropped his medical degree. Is there, are there any habits or routines that you sort of volunteer, like that wouldn't have happened anyway that you stopped doing? So things like Anki using right. all, and all of the surrounding habits that you have around that. And I think it opens up a huge amount of RAM in one sense, because you're not like trying to just stuff your brain with for, as much. For, like- for people who don't know what Anki is, it's a space repetition flashcard software that helps medical students remember what they need to learn. Yeah. Strong so- summary. Very, yeah, very, very good bit of software, actually. Like, it's, you, you create your deck of flashcards, <coughs> except if you're making 10,000, like me, um, then... How many did you finish on? Uh, 10,000, so... Really? <laughs> if you are a medical student, or an any student, and you have an Anki flashcard deck with more than 10,000 flashcards in it, and you send me a screenshot at Chris Willex on Instagram, I will send you a case of knockoff for free. Wow. How so are having, we going to protect against people fudging that? It's a long process to... Are you um, still journaling? No, but you will be pleased to know that I unwrapped my six-minute diary. I've started reading through the preamble, which okay. is long. Yeah, it is. There's um, a big buy-in. I thought it would be like a couple of pages. No, like, it's just fucking to, legit. Yeah. <laughs> so I've not started the actual journal process. But Will you intend on maybe doing it for the new year? Yeah. Wow. Oh, I, do you know what it is? I was going to ask for it back. Really? Wow. I was going to say, I was just going to say, well, I'll just give it to someone who's going to use it. Who's going to actually appreciate it. So, hold on. <laughs> Why have you stopped journaling? Is it because you, you you don't want to? Or? No, I as in, like, I've never really journaled as a consistent thing. I just do it as and when things come up and I just type them up. Right. But I'm convinced now to try <coughs> six-minute diary. I think pen to paper and having a physical, like, everything away and just sit. I think there's something to be said for just doing a... Like, I mean, you're, you're a huge, like, you, you're the one that got me onto it, which is like doing a, a long form brain dump that's just total, mm-hmm. like, hands off, mm-hmm. rather than just like a partial one. Because that's like having a partial poo, isn't it? Like, you might just relieve the pressure a little bit, but then. All not. the good stuff's still there. Oh, yeah. Still inside. Um, I'm, man, I'm, I'm really, really happy to hear that you're going to use it. I, I, I'm genuinely excited for the fact that it, you might not think it's shit. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I think, I'm not gonna lie. Like when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh, it's just this like trendy little mm-hmm. thing." That's, it's yeah. month. So Dominic Spensk, the guy that the German dude that's written it, um, you can see by the number of um, like references that's in it and how thorough the start is. Uh, anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, six minute diary, daily journaling, three minutes in the morning, three minutes in the evening, three questions that you get asked. I've just filled in my fifth. So wow. that's like nearly a thousand pages of writing, nearly a thousand days of journaling. Um, and is that uh, how long you've had it for? What I, you, I keep on getting more. I keep on getting more. I keep on getting more. Two yeah. years. Two years of like consistent. Sorry, two and a half years of consistent use. You're we, so consistent with that stuff. It's just my morning routine, man. Just like my morning routine is. Was it not six hours at one point? Your morning routine. There was a point last year where you said like your total morning routine was six. If hours. I went for it full like dick and balls and included I was including my training time in that okay. so like training plus training time was like three and a half because if it's six hours that's just your day, your day, your day yeah. yeah but that's so this is what I've been something I've been thinking about recently I love the fact that a morning routine is this hermetically sealed petri dish for self-development unencumbered and unmolested by everyone else that's everything the most else Chris sentence I've ever heard <laughs> why <laughs> just to say it, what was it a, a hermetically sealed petri dish yep of unencumbered. Are you saying that I'm just being like verbose for the for, for, <laughs> and for no reason? Because it's Christmas and I can use whatever fucking words I want. All right, Chris, this tastes caffeinated. I know it isn't. Oh, don't I know tell it, me that. I, I believe you. New but... sponsor. We got a new sponsor. Everybody, oh. Noco. Shout out to Noco. Thank you. Johnny's terrified of the fact that the one that has in big capital letters caffeine-free, sugar-free, carbonated. What's, what's a bit alarming is if you just glance at it, you see five thousand milligrams. Of <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I tasted it and I was like because it's just a BCAA yeah and then I looked at it and I saw a fire oh, oh, it's right. okay <laughs> but it's okay you're totally correct but this is made in a factory which contains which may contain yeah. yeah I mean you were terrified it would have nuts in no those are those are okay uh, no so carbs company isn't it on the, on the morning time you've got your morning routine it's no one's getting in your way doing, stopping you from doing your shit what I've realised is if you become very very anal about how you do your morning routine, you can work out exact precisely how long everything's going to take. Yeah. It, it, especially when you're doing things that are quite discreet. So um, the state app takes eight minutes. The meditation of a 20 minute session takes 20 minutes. Reading mm. takes 20 minutes with a countdown timer. Da, da, da. How long does six minute diary actually take? So I tend to take a little bit longer because it's the first thing I do. So I'll be drinking water, probably settling into wherever I'm sat. I would say five minutes. At most. <laughs> okay, so it's not just like a... That's in the morning, line, yeah. and then there's the evening bit as the well. E- evening one tends to be quicker. It's me. supposed to be three minutes in the morning, three, three minutes, minutes in the evening. evening. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm a bit worried that you'll... Just because I've seen you try lots of different things, and mm-hmm. typically you aren't brought in by... Like Chris and I would read something or like hear something or try something new and be really kind of sold on it because it's mm-hmm. a bit <laughs> fun and nice. I worry that you'll read the preamble and just be like, <laughs> and then you'll try it for a while and you'll be like I joined a cult for a I don't, so I know you'll so do it for a long games. time but yeah but I, so I suppose like I was bought into it or it, is it FOMO wanting to even the the fact <clears throat> that you were sufficiently concerned about potential gains to open it and read mm. 60 whatever it is 60 70 pages that's the buy in at the start mm. I think but anyway so you, you you know exactly how long everything's going to take on your morning, right? And this is, like, as you're moving into the new year, if I could give you one piece of advice, one piece of advice would be go sober. Second piece of advice would be sleep with your phone outside of your room. But third piece of advice would be get a morning routine. Um, and as you see, this is how long everything is going to take, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, what you realize is if I was able to run my day forward like that, if I was able to do 12 hours of this at the same fidelity morning routine, mm. imagine how much you'd get done every single, essentially every minute to every... What, if you could live your life as if it was a morning routine? Yeah, just that it's... It, and by that, what I mean is like every minute is accounted for and is and during that minute you're doing precisely what you're supposed to be doing. So, so that's what I... That's something I try and do in my morning routine. So that's a Cal Newport thing of like try and plan out as much of your day as you possibly can on a bit of paper or like in your journal or whatever. Mm -hmm. In Um, 15 minute blocks? I do it in 30 minute blocks. So like, you know, how long does it take to get there? How long am I going to be doing on this task? And there's something that Carl says, which is like, he's convinced that a nine till five window perfectly planned or like planned out of the minute, that person gets way more done than the 60 hour work week person who's just like, yeah, you know, well, you, so, can, you can much more easily control the intensity of your work than you can control the passage of time. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, yeah. get, to, we get to do the second one. So, mm. um, so yeah, I guess for me, uh, doubling down a morning routine, probably one of them has been um, focus on rest, the meditation technique from uh, Shinzen Young's Five Ways, which is both of our meditation coaches, Brian's, mm. doing. Um <clears throat> To the people that don't know what I'm talking about, it's just a particular type of meditation focus. You're focusing on the absence of a, a visual, uh, auditory, or somatic experience in your head, which sounds a bit woo. <laughs> um, but bottom line is, I've now managed to ingrain that, and I did it for so long, that it feels like getting a squeegee and wiping a, a window clean. And if there's something that arises, it must be similar to your releasing technique, or it must have a similar sort of effect. I can drill it I've drilled it so much now that I can do see rest hear rest feel rest and after that it genuinely feels like my mind's cleaner after that little thing but I did it for I did it for six months yeah like you're getting one of those like brush your brain brush your your brain Uh, okay so that's 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 one of them what else what have you done this year that you failed at Johnny other than you just hurt your wrist at CrossFit yeah so I've written down on my on a notes document, what went well and what, what didn't go well. Um, the main thing that didn't go well was I started the year snapping my hamstring underneath 255 kilos. Was it not IT band? It, well, I mean, it was like, it was something here. Okay. But I call it, I, I refer to it as my hamstring. I don't think, some people thought it was my sartorial, sartorial. Sartorius, yeah. Sartorial? It's like- my sartorial. Sounds like a, a Roman guard, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and then there was the phalanx. <laughs> so they call it sartorius because, you know, you say this is a sartorial piece of work, like yes. it's a tailor, because <clears throat> it's the tailor's muscle, because it attaches. No. It, 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 it does, inside seam. Yeah, so it it's the, basically is the inside seam. Is it that way? It's, so it, it's what allows you to bring your heel up and in, like that. Right. Which would make sense. Which is the position that you're in. Started the year by knacking yourself. Snap. Yeah. Um, Stop powerlifting. The worst thing that happened on that evening was, so that's just happened. I'm in the garage, right? So get the bottom and there's like a, and I hear it over my music. see it on the video. Yeah. Um, So dump that forward um, and then like limp back into the house. Don't even unload the 255. Still there. No, no, I'm joking. (laughs) Um, Took Dexter. So like Dexter was, it was just a puppy at the time, took him for a walk and he slipped out of his harness. So we're like on a roundabout, okay, big roundabout. And Becca's picking up his poo 
and he just like bolted in this other direction, like slips out his harness. I'm like, fuck. Mm-hmm. So I then had to run, like, because he's running towards the, the for this roundabout and just just big adrenaline dump, no pain for a couple of seconds. Just went full gas pedal after Dexter caught him, picked him up, and I was like, oh my god! And then just this area was just like red hot. Wow. Awful. So tried to recover through that, tried to compete, didn't compete. Was like, I've had it with powerlifting. Did six months of CrossFit and then hit my wrist. And you're now considering going back to powerlifting? Well, I'm doing what I can. So like what I can do is basically the powerlifts. Like I can't even do a chin-up. I can't do an overhead press. Yeah. Bench is iffy. Um, but that was just from catching a power clean on this side and missing it on my right. And then the bar just jamming down. Unfortunate. But so injuries, I think. But like, I just, I mean, that's always. So, what went well this year? What did you put down as going well? Um, so, the flip side of that was I experimented a lot in fitness. The, mo- the most I have done probably since I was like 16. Most since I've known you. Yeah. So, like, did some 5K runs, timed them, did obviously six months of CrossFit. Um, did, a, I feel like I, it's the probably the most amount of time I've taken away from barbell strength. Yeah, it's traditional barbell works. It's been really good. It's been fun. Um, what about looking forward? What did the, so you've got those two things which are like kind of two sides of the same sword. Mm. What does that mean for twenty twenty? I don't know. I think, um, and th- this probably doesn't apply to everybody, but I think the thing that keeps pulling me back to powerlifting is I feel like I'm, uh, I feel like I have unfinished business in powerlifting. <laughs> Like, I really want a 700-pound deadlift. That was my goal for so long. And what's that? 320? 317.5. Fuck, you're so close. So I know, well, exactly. So, like... Powerlifting's so annoying because of that. It's, it's, it is. If all, if all yeah. that you want is that... Do you want it in competition or just in training? So, so there's, there's two things. So, one, I still hold the 93-kilo deadlift record. And there's a guy who's just pulled 300 in training who's right on the heels of it. So I quite like to... Bump it a little bit. You'd have to get back down to the 93s. I would. I would. So wow. these are the these are the decisions I'm thinking I'm of. so keen for you to get to 93s. Man, you would be... Yeah. So I am just thinking about just getting really lean. Jacked. And just yes. come whatever whatever may. But it's interesting because um, I don't have the same like desire for that anymore. I don't know why. Aesthetically? Yeah. I just Fitness menopause, man. Well, yeah. I think like we've all been through the fitness, probably the past. You maybe... There's no better feeling even across everything in CrossFit. So like doing the open was class, like doing those workouts was class, but pulling a deadlift record in competition is the single most like buzz. Yeah. Like could have cried, easily could have cried every time I've done it. That's awesome. So I, I quite want that again. I was watching um, a vlog. There's a blonde freak from the north of England called Dylan Nelson. Dylan, if you're watching, you know, I love you. Um, but watching... strong motherfucker. Watching him get ready for a lift is the mm. most electric thing I think I've ever seen in competition. Yeah. And he was talking on a vlog uh, where he was saying about how he, he gets to the point where he feels like every hair, like, on his body is just standing up. Mm. And you can see he's one of those guys who he's not chill at all. No, yeah. He's like a bull. He's like someone's just taken, you know, like when they're in the, when they, they're doing corralling or whatever it is in like te- Texas and it's just in the thing and then they lift the gate <laughs> up and it just goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's, we, there's, we competed with him, didn't we? Like a few. 
He competed when I watched when we went to go watch you in Ashington when you made Ben smell the smelling salt. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's another. So there's two other guys that are, have so Owen Hubbard watching him about a bench like record level stuff. He just gets his like I watched him take AirPods out and just throw them because he's in so yeah, much. Like, oh, yeah, I've watched him throw his iPhone just off the floor. Yeah, he just because he's in it. such a such a like a state. So ready to drive hard. Drive, drive hard. Didn't he just break another yeah. record, bench yeah. record? The thing that blows my mind about that is to have a a 200 kilo bench press and then still year after year get a better bench press is <laughs> mental. <laughs> like, I feel like... For I'm, the Americans that are listening, there'll be more than 50% of people listening that are American. Okay. It's to 440. Pounds. Yeah. Yes, 440, exactly. Yeah. But it's, it's more... No, it's, 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 it's 217. Bench is like 218 or something, yeah. Oh yeah, it's two eighty. Is so, and I know what was the best thing about it was he just tagged tagged Brett Gibbs in the post. I don't know whether you've seen that. So Who's him, that? Him, Brett Gibbs is a very small New Zealand guy who is just. We've met him. He's just as strong as Owen, and they like back and go forth back and forth with okay. him. Uh, is it so, amicable or really? Yeah, it's amicable. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But like most people would be like, I'm so humbled and grateful, and they just went like, Where are you at? Yeah, Brett. <laughs> You're right, mate. Uh, another shout out, Reggie Fasher, who is uh, a. CrossFit athlete from uh, Sunderland who competed at Filthy 150 in Ireland the other week and came one place above Dan Bailey. Wow. Um, and wow. before he, before he started, there's this really, like, it went around famous, it went around like the CrossFit community in the UK of uh, Reggie being interviewed and uh, him saying, uh, like, so who do you want to beat at this weekend? And I went, oh, well, that Dan Bailey looks a bit past it, doesn't he? He's like a bag of fucking spanners now. <laughs> And then sure enough, he placed one, one place above him. But someone managed to get this little video clip of both of them. So Reggie said this thing. He's like called him out only like to people. Like he hasn't done it to him. And everyone's like, oh, let's see how you get on up against him. And then they're walking off the floor. They're in the same heat together, walking off the floor. And the, someone managed to catch this video of them fist bumping and Reggie going like that. And the number of, oh, friend. <laughs> oh, like the number of memes that were made of that was it was worth it oh, totally worth it uh, so Scobes what's gone what's a win apart from passing I mean passing medicine that's is a, a pretty huge fucking win I suppose that's yeah that, that has to be the win um, otherwise it's been probably the hardest year of my life just <laughs> just just because of it's such a bottleneck of just the total of, enormity of it all uh, yeah like from from day one because I remember December 2018 I was like, oh, things are starting to like get a little bit out of control. And I fell into 2019 and I still feel like I'm, I'm like scrambling. scrambling. What happened at the start of the year? Because this, because I listened to it and I did my homework. So mm. what we discussed a lot was how we started the year. Mm. How did everyone start this year? I don't, I, in fact, I do remember what I did. You'll, you'll like it. What did you do? Well, now I want to hear you first. Okay. I did the, the propane goals process. Um, oh. on, a, <laughs> on a mind note sheet and have actually achieved a lot of that so like oh, did you? it's That's good cool. to know that, that that has moved forward but the whole time it's felt just like you know when controlled you, falling yeah not even controlled you, you know you, you just trip in the street and then you pr- pretend to go for a little jog mm-hmm. but then that jog turns into a sprint and then your arms and start you, flailing you do what that guy does on the video of the are oh, you a car where he like <laughs> tries to kick and then stacks his head yeah. on the curb, and he wrote spikes over his head like that's yeah. horrible. Um, so what went bad this year then? Did you did you have any fails? I think the whole the whole lesson was just not creating a bit of space between 
tasks and rather than just like diving into everything and just kind of frantically being behind trying to keep the the plates spinning Mm. it's so it's so two things first one is i think massive respect for you for this year man it's been like watching it happen has been painful Mm. (laughs) like seeing someone i don't i can't convey to the listeners just how much stuff you try and do but trying to do a job which is essentially more than a full-time business like a business that would bury most people whilst trying to do a degree which buries most students whilst trying to have life <laughs> girlfriend um bought, bought two or bought like one house managed another house yeah. sorted your mum's da, 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 like do you know what i mean well yeah bought bought three houses in kind of yeah and and like all the so i think that's that's a, that's a good point and like we always hold ourselves to a higher such a high standard but um i look at doctors now that have no other commitments nothing oh it looks so easy like it's so it's what i say to the guys that work for us at voodoo i'm like in some of the boys will start to say hey man like my motivation for work might be waning a little i'm in second year third year uni starting to get really serious i'm like all right man but i'm telling you now fucking i'll tell you what what the fuck fucking bastard um I'm telling you, if you just do university at university after having tasted what it's like to run a business whilst doing university, you are going to be bored out of your mind mm. because you're going to free up all of this space, which sucks in nothing, as opposed yeah. to freeing up all of this space to suck in something. Well, this is like what we were saying last time, that if we were, if all of us were to do university again, like we'd just absolutely smash it. And not because we're any more smart or competent or anything, but it's just like you would just know how to... Usually to time task properly. Manage, yeah. Um, I did end up like post finals with a twitch in my eyelid for about three months, two, three months, like just ongoing twitch in my eyelid. What does that, how, so, do you know why that manifests? Just fatigue, like just being uh, like in a very. Um, I get that. I get twitchy. Me too. Yeah, I just so, wondered if so, you knew, yeah. oh, it's actually the endothelial <laughs> function. It's this gland in your head. Yeah, yeah. So, so the glands. The, the head glands. The head, big going. gland. Um, and so I think the big lesson, like both of you saw me go, like hospitalise myself essentially a couple of years ago from just not paying attention to fatigue management. <laughs> well, no, that was the gyrus. That was meningitis. That was the yeah. gyrus. But the, the gyrus was precipitated by... <laughs> Being a dickhead, like and was, Icelandic weather. Oh yeah, <laughs> and making us walk through Start, standing in a in a taxi queue, just which is hilarious because Johnny, the, the, like, the only person out of that group who wore a coat was you mm. and me and Johnny went out in Iceland. I, in Iceland, you were both in, like twenty five kilos heavier than me as well. At the middle, I of, nearly passed away. <laughs> pretty, I'm pretty sure that I came pretty close to just ending dying. You're actually in heaven now. I was quite honest with you about it at the time. I was like, you said. I think this is the end. I'm not joking when I say I'm I'm concerned about this. My welfare. Yeah. Um so the, the second thing is, um, for me, I've absolutely been reminded this year that self-care and continuing to ensure your your well-being is not a it's not a luxury. It's it's not a luxury, but it's also not like a, a savings account, it's a current account. And you need to continue to deposit into it every single day. And the times when... Something that a quote from Paul Moore is, self-care sooner or later becomes your number one priority, which I, I just think is so complete. Mm-hmm. Like either sort your shit out mm-hmm. or you'll have to take... It's like the, like, I'll do it on Monday. I'll do it on Monday. 
but with your health. It's so weird that health is just the most like when it's good, you don't even notice it, and then yeah. when it's bad, you all it's you want to do you think about. Is, yeah, yeah. Even less so than the health thing, because I think all of us have even even your worst time. You'd have trained once a week, probably. You'd have got in and moved once a week, which is more than some people do. We Not pro- during the gyrus, but yeah, like yeah, yeah but during like, like this busy, year, busy, busy year. Um, yeah. Like yeah, training's just gym. been on maintenance. Luckily, it's been two to three times a week, mm-hmm. but like nothing special, just background. But it's not just the what most people would consider like the headlines. Like, are you having enough water? Are you drinking? Are you do, do what? What are you going to do? It's just it's just because the other day I was looking through our YouTube channel and I saw uh, one of Yusuf's training logs of him deadlifting in um, a gym he used to train at, and it's just the face. And just well, when I when I thought of when I pictured you of training, I just imagined that face. That. I think the first podcast we did with Chris with the with the coffee and the, the yeah. drugs. Yeah. Um it's was, what I love it, it's a face that I don't think you could do now, is it? No. It's it's it only comes out under, under strain. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, you zoomed in on the yeah. the squat face. Video Gardine will be able to make that face appear Bing. and just loop it over just here. Um it's the one when you also try and do like a double backflip or whatever, isn't it? In uh, gymnastics, it's the Mr. Bean face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, my point is that um, it's not just about the headlines. It's not just about, like, sleeping, eating, training, doing that stuff. It's like if I wasn't – if I, there was periods, extended periods where I wasn't meditating, extended periods where I wasn't journaling, wasn't doing a morning routine, and it comes back to bite you in the arse. It's like the first time that all of us learned that eight hours of sleep is – quite a priority yeah and then when you go back to six and a half you're like oh my god this is this is where i used to be this is what life used to be like and that's what life's always like well if you if you were if you were to say like imagine what it's like when there's dark mornings and dark nights and you're only getting six hours of sleep but you're like medicating with loads of caffeine Mm -hmm. how do you think you feel at like one in the afternoon like the thought of that is just this like fabricated environment like Mm -hmm. very very anxious but yeah it's something I've some one of my takeaways was um you you create the good day or the bad day so like if you ju- if you're going through a day feeling shit feeling tired feeling angry or demotivated whatever like you are just you're responsible for that and you're also responsible for the days where you're super productive or it's just the consistency with things that like the on-ramp that creates that situation. It's just that it's on loan or it's like, there's a delay, isn't there? Yeah. Like the, the sleep thing, like, because midnight you is Doesn't like, care. it's like, oh, I'll be fine in the morning. Yeah. Sure. And then 6am you is like, oh, oh yeah. dick. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, I think that's such a good point. Like I'm, I'm getting, getting a handle much more on that now. And I think through the bottleneck things are. All of us have swam in and out of the deep, the deep part of this ocean, right? Some of us, like there was a period this year where you hadn't meditated for ages or like you weren't meditating consistently mm. enough uh, and you felt that and then there was the same for me. And- but you get the, the, the phenomenon that you mentioned, which is like meditation then becomes not like a thing that's meant to improve your life. And quote, it's you're a dickhead if you don't, mm-hmm. if you haven't done 10 minutes a day, because then you, you're lying in bed and you're getting flashbacks of like when you were like eating a pack of crisps or doing something that, that wasn't waste my behavior for seven minutes. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why am I doing it? And so one of the things definitely that I've focused on this year or that's been a big realisation for me this year is uh, learning where the controllables and the uncontrollables are and allowing those uncontrollables to sort of let go. Mm-hmm. And it is such a 
liberating feeling. So a good example, we um, do everything right with a particular club night launch and it goes really well. Great. We do everything right with a particular club night launch and it goes bad. Like that's a shame, but what can we maybe look at doing? The effort doesn't change. Mm. Um, and the same thing with the podcast. There's some episodes that I've put out this year that I was like, oh, that, that that's an alright episode and it's absolutely flown. And then there's some that I've poured my heart and soul into and thought it was amazing and it's just like done okay. That's, yeah. that's absolutely, yeah. Been the same with us as well. There's videos that fly and you're like, oh no. Sleeping like, on the why? floor. Yeah. Like why is that? I made a 531 review a couple of years ago. Eight years Very ago. little effort into it. And it's like 44,000 views, gets <laughs> comments most days. Like Usually and, why are your legs so long? Yeah. And why How tall for? Yeah. yeah. And you just wish you could go back and remake the video. Yeah. But it's too late now. Too and then late. you're like, well, I'm, I'm messing with alchemy. Like, what if I remake it and it doesn't do as well? Mm-hmm. Or, But yeah, like, that was something that um, Brian, meditation teacher, was said to me, because I was saying, like, I'll sit down to meditate in the morning and allocate 30 minutes to it. It's just a fucking shite session. So you're like, well, I could have just done some work in that time. Like, what have I actually gained from that? And his thing was, don't judge the session. Judge your approach to the session. So like, so like you made the time. Did you did you deal with what was there with the, the right attitude the best you could? If so, box ticked. Right? So that that's the beautiful thing about Shinzen's approach to meditation. For the people who don't know what we're talking about, Shinzen Young is a meditation teacher slash master slash probably one of the best known on the planet now, I suppose. And both me and Johnny are being coached by one of his students, a guy called Brian. And um, the three elements of awareness uh, clarity, concentration, and equanimity. Um, the equanimity thing is so crucial. Just allowing stuff. It's like add a shit session, whatever. Mm-hmm. As he quotes it, there are no bad sits, mm-hmm. um, is what he says. Essentially, there's no wasted meditation. There session. are also no good sits. Yeah, I don't like thinking about that. <laughs> well, that, that is equanimity, though, isn't it? Yeah, but I don't think, you know. <laughs> you only, I'll you let myself like slip towards positive. <laughs> I won't let myself slip towards negative. Um, but yeah, so that. What else? I'm trying to think about something that's a little bit more immediate and gratifying that I've done this year. Um, what do you mean, just things you've done? Stopped taking caffeine within the first 90 minutes of my day. Nice. And really, really got a taste for a pint of water, two big squirts of lemon juice and teaspoon of salt. Really? In a pint of water? You maniac. <laughs> Why? Just well, so salty. Well, like, yeah, like I've, I've, when I've done a it, teaspoon. I've, I've done like a <laughs> little, like an, like an espresso. Teaspoon. Five grams of... That's a lot of salt. Five grams? Is that what a teaspoon is? A teaspoon of salt is a lot of salt. That's a lot of salt. <laughs> <laughs> I have it every day. I don't think it's a lot of salt. So like I've done, I used to have... So how I read, many times I read are going to say how much salt it is? I read the Aubrey Marcus. Five grams. It's I read, a lot read, of salt. It's only five grams. <laughs> I read the Aubrey Marcus book. Yep. And I was like, yeah, what a load of bollocks. No, not really. Was, so he talks about... He's not listening. He might be. He's been on. He talks about the the salt, water, lemon in the morning. So as we all would, when a claim is made, I was like, well, I can't not Give it a crack. do this. So I did it for a while. But I would ha- I would do it in like that much water. I enjoy the taste. So I, wow. I really enjoy the taste of it now. Um, do you anyway, use table salt or sea salt? Be table salt is super cheap. Shite. You should get go. Or if you're doing it every yeah, day, like, treat yourself. Do you know that Himalayan pink Himalayan sea salt isn't even from the Himalayas? It's from Pakistan. Doesn't matter. And it's iron enriched, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, Malden sea salt, beautiful. I'll give it a Malden. 
Well, you know, the flakes. It's in the box. It's really uh, like, Yeah, really it's good, good on steak, right? Because it's oh, beautiful, yeah. Um, so Do anyway, you have it cold, water? Yeah, so it's from the fridge, um, filtered. <laughs> so apparently, and this is, you're getting another step towards more woke. Planet woo-woo. <clears throat> it, it's warmer water in the morning is better. I'm not doing that. Okay, I prefer the Because that would be ridiculous. Yeah. That, that's but how you make yourself sick if you... If warm you, salt water. Warm yeah. lemon drink water. Yeah. Here's an interesting thing. If you've had something you should you need to throw up. If I put glove, woolen glove, even the tip of the finger of a woolen glove in my mouth, I feel sick. <laughs> <laughs> woolen gloves? What do you mean? Like, like, a, like a normal... Like, like a glove. Mouth. Pick a picture of a glove. Yeah. That. That right, level glove. early experience that you've yeah. had. Like, that's how, like, fetishes and phobias <laughs> and those kind of things develop, but now you just got this... Like, when I'm, I'm walking next to I'm wearing gloves, picking the <laughs> shit, I want to take the glove off. So I go, like that. And then just immediately, and it's like... Is it the, the feeling of it going through the teeth? No, it's just there. It's just like, and I'm just... I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck is that? Because like there's nothing mechanical about the experience that would make me feel sick it's you, barely even are in you my mouth. accidentally deep throating are you going yeah the whole glove's down my neck but yeah. no it's it is literally between the tip of my teeth and I have to if someone were to see me do it I go like this your vomit stories are the, the best <laughs> like, the one of the guy who was had the sympathy vomit in the, in the uh, yeah when yeah, you were all yeah. throwing up and he walked past and he threw up as well yeah that was so funny you know when you just wish you had a moment recording <laughs> yeah it was the way that he just like went <laughs> and then was like angry about it <laughs> oh, oh, so yeah, tip of a glove try it, if it try, see, if, see if you get the same take thing. your gloves off there's yeah. something about like, the texture of it it's like minging dry and, yeah, and then I'm going to guess it'll leave a couple of fi- fibres on, yeah. on you to be the, the teeth Ooh. thing for me a horrible like feeling down the back of your head where you like you hook Bite onto a bit of fabric oh. and pull it away from your teeth. Yeah, awful. Did you, what sort, what sort of fabric? Any, like, I think cotton's quite bad. You bite onto it and then pull it through your teeth. Oh, I don't think so. Or like, yeah. Poly- uh, polystyrene, like, you know, the white stuff that, like... Oh, Christ. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. My, mum, my mum's got a thing about, like, filing her nails, so I'll just be, like, sat with her and she'll start filing her nails. I'm like... Oh. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's so bizarre. Such an unhelpful thing. Fuck off. Yeah. Um, what else from this year? So I'm just thinking about about sort of what's gone well this year. Um, so I a successful project. Yeah. And modern wisdom has absolutely flown. In flown. The last year. Podcast podcast done good. You you um, broke the was it the two million one point three mil now. So we've broken one million downloads, which is great. Um, we set me and. BMD set a, a target for plays and for subs. Uh, smashed the target for plays. Subs is lagging a little, um, but still. Does subscribers matter? Though? So the reason that it mattered, or the reason that I considered it as a metric to be bothered about was just that having subs on YouTube allows you to then further push more content that is going to get more of a head start. Right. Um, but... It would appear that the audio platform this year is absolutely banged. So again, thanks. So for audio awesome. over video. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, we we've got some really big shout outs on audio. Like Aubrey shouted out the audio version of the podcast. Uh, Jordan Peterson shouted out. Uh, Michaela on Jordan's podcast shouted out the the, the iTunes. Um, so that really drove a lot of traffic, which was great. Um, but the the YouTube stuff's still flying, man. So we'll do some special stuff in the new year, which will be exciting. Um, about this time last year, we were doing the first Modern Wisdom Live. 
Maybe a bit earlier than this. Fuck yeah, we were when we did it for um, oh, Communicor, yeah. big radio station. All talked. right, it's fine. Don't mind. Right. It'll, it'll be listening. MD will be listening. Okay. Um, and yeah, and then we told a room full of people that whose income relies on radio that radio's dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I wonder whether they've started a podcast. I he was worried about the cost, wasn't he? Bless him. I, I, I mean, you know, for for a, <laughs> a national radio show with. Lots of funding. Obviously, the, the hosting fee is a is a real concern. Of, you know, well, it's thirty dollars. Yeah, a that's, month. that's like that'd be like twenty five quid. Oh, 20, serious? Yeah, oh, yeah. bloody serious. It's like a pound every yeah. every single every day. day. Um, where have you travelled mm. to this year? That'd be cool to hear where you've gone. Uh, so I spent my. So this was the other thing I was thinking about. This is the last one of these I'll do in my twenties. Oh shit, man! Yeah. Me too. So I spent my 29th birthday in Auschwitz Birkenau. Shit, you did, yeah. Yeah. Very morbid. Yeah. But brilliant. Cool as fuck. Krakow is brilliant. Auschwitz. And I mean, obviously, I, it feels wrong saying they're brilliant, but it's a, it's a hell of an experience. So is the salt mines in, in Krakow. Uh, so I went to Krakow. I went to Santorini. You did. You, went, you waited in a line to get a photo, didn't you, for your Instagram? I did, yeah. From a, yeah. Hashtag blast. Uh, yeah. Best life. I'm so fucking sick of that shit the Instagram the, stuff in, yeah like <clears throat> I, I'm quite pleased that Instagram are, di- are like moving in the direction where it feels like they've kind of clocked it and they're making some changes I was discussing this with someone the other day the fact that likes are now no longer being shown it's just single person and others like this post right is that's getting rolled out quite heavily across the UK now um, I, I think if someone has something to share like something that's interesting or funny or valuable fine but like when it's just photos of people mm. in Santorini <laughs> and the and the, the photo gets loads of traction because it's like a certain angle. Mm-hmm. Like, Did we talk about this last time with like people that will order a meal for two in a restaurant and then take a photo of the table and leave and not eat? Really? The, not eat the meal. Me. This was no, happening. No, no, no. So in, in Thailand, like, the, and we were in this pool, top of a, it, out in like a secluded place, nice hotel, outside, outdoor pool with you know where the edge just drops mm-hmm. off to the and, in, infinity pool yeah and like a forest behind it you see temples in the background mm. and me and my girlfriend were just enjoying the pool like just having a swim and stuff mm-hmm. drinking a coconut with a thing and <laughs> and we we saw couple after couple come into the pool boyfriend fully dressed but with like a big dslr thing mm-hmm. and girlfriend like they'd be full makeup hair done heels um like a, what looks like a really expensive swimsuit with little like shoulder pads and, oh. and they'd come over and sit on the side of the pool and like, mm-hmm. and like pose and stuff like, and do like an hour's photo shoot and then leave. And you'd be like, are you guys going to get into the pool or enjoy just be around it? And it so, just happens so consistently. Uh, on the South coast of, sorry, on the um, West coast of Gilly Tea, sun setting, one of the most beautiful picturesque islands on the planet, probably just outside of Bali. Um, and, there is, you'll have seen those swings, those sunset swings. They're in the middle of the ocean, like, and people sit on them. And mm-hmm. it's usually got, like, it's like a kind of a rustic wooden swing type thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I'm there and uh, I'm watching hashtag boyfriends of Instagram get down. There's this uh, Chinese guy who's there who's taking photos for his girlfriend who wants a good photo. And what she wants is as much reflection off the water as is possible. So what he's had to do is get down. He's lowering himself down further and further. And the water's this high, but the phone needs to be up. But he can be lower. So 
every so often he's taking this wave in the face like as he's trying to get this photo I was just thinking the sacrifices that he makes mm-hmm. and it was like everyone was trying to out extra everyone else I mean this is coming from the guy who um, did like a legless rope climb to get to the top of it so that I was like at the very very top that was my photo um, but then a guy everyone was taking photos everyone was looking cool and a local guy just rode past on a horse took the horse out into the middle of the water and stood on the horse <laughs> next to everyone, and I was just thinking, like, what a way to shit on everyone's That's my race. Just like, horse. you think yeah. you think that you're on a swing, huh? I got a horse. <coughs> that is class. Well, I I've, I went up to a couple, a few of the couples, like when we were out, because the, there'd be the boyfriend taking photos of the girl and stuff, and I would go over and be like, "Do you want me to get a shot of you both?" And they'd always be like, "Oh no, no, it's okay." It's like, "Oh okay, obviously you don't want." A, um, well, you've shined a light to, on the, yeah. on the weird, <laughs> weird situation. Yeah. You're not interested in having a, a photo to a commemorate photo. the fact that you yeah. went to this place together. No. Just for the gram. You just want individual photos. So where did you go this year? So Budapest on, I think on Johnny's recommendation. Or like went to the place. Speaking of, of that, just to mention, I spoke to someone this week who said to me that they got a dog because I said to oh, get a dog. that's a responsibility. So we should be careful with things that we suggest. <laughs> I know, man. Budapest. So yeah, Budapest. It's, it's average. I thought it was all right. It's this it, like standard issue European city. Um, has it got direct flights from the UK? Yeah, mm. that's why it is. Any, as soon as anywhere gets direct flights from the UK, it's fucked. It, oh really? There's some cool just, stuff there. But it's just stag dudes. It's just immediately <laughs> as soon as you can go to anywhere. If you need to do a connecting flight, for like less than hundred quid, stag dudes. Yeah, I mean yeah. Budapest wasn't very staggy. It was quite um, cultural Europe, but like. <laughs> The one thing I did find, and this is like, it's the equivalent of Iceland, everything is nine and a half thousand pounds, is that everything in Budapest is 10 minute walk away on Google Maps, but feels like 40 minute walk. Really? Like any distance between any two points in the city, it's like, it's a miracle, is 10 minute walk, but it's really far. Propaganda. Yeah. So that's quite good. Similar kind of sobering experience going to the Jewish museum and the synagogue where you, you just see mass graves and things. Do you go to the baths? Yeah. Do you, you get your dick out? Absolutely great baths. Uh, it wasn't a naked one, just a... But did you get your dick out? Just in general. Mm-hmm. At some point during the holiday, I, I had to, yeah, to... I would have loads of times. <laughs> twice <laughs> it, a day, probably, it, it at least twice a day. At least twice a day. Yeah. Always indoors, always... Um, legal. Legal situation, I yeah. thought the baths were awful. Did you? I didn't Wait, Did you get did your you dick out? To... I will have done, yeah. Which in the baths? baths? Not in the bath, not not where other people. Did you just go to one bath? Yeah, I uh, went to yeah. a few. Uh, one, right. some better than others, definitely. But you know, um, you know, when you're getting changed in a swimming pool, and there's the the sort of the cold, stagnant water in the centre yeah. that you sort of curl your toes up and try not to step in. <laughs> the baths, the whole bath just felt like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's bad. just a bit, just a bit like, yeah. and it smelled of egg. Large oh, parts of it smell of egg. Oh. Like Iceland. Mm. Um, so Budapest. The same and just came back from Barcelona, which is beautiful. Did you go to the Sagrada Familia? Yeah. Fucking so, hell, man. Gaudi is a monster. Like, he... So, for anyone that doesn't know, he's the architect and artist designer of a lot of buildings around Barcelona. And it seems like he's designed <coughs> so many of them. And each one is so intricate. It looks like at least like a decade of work. You're just thinking, how has he pumped out so much output? And then... All the designs are very fluid and asymmetrical and kind of flowing looking buildings that just look so out of uh, out of context with anything else. He's done the major cathedral, which is bigger than you think on from the pictures. You'd imagine him like 
giving the plan to the builders and they're just like, oh, Gaudi man. Yeah, like, fucking hell, <laughs> mate. Couldn't have just been a bit two by fours, could it? <laughs> How am I supposed to make this? No, no, Rob, Rob, we're going to have yeah, to... Rob, like it. Rob, no, mate, everything, everything's going to have to be knocked on the head. He's, yeah, he's, brought, the, he's brought the plans in. Yeah, sorry, no, mate, you're not gonna, again, mate. You're not going to, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> Do not, I repeat, do not ring me. No, Gowdy, mate, honestly, I'm fucking sick of you. He um, rang me. Can you believe he rang me when I said not to? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So Barcelona, yeah. there's a lot of mugging there, isn't there? Yeah, so the, a lot of um, pickpockets mugging. Uh, so actually it's transitioned. Used to be very pickpockety. And now it's gone to... It used to be very much like... Pick, if you have your phone on a table in a restaurant, someone would come along with a newspaper. With a map. Yeah, oh, yeah, excuse yeah. me, I'm looking for this. Oh, okay, never mind. Thank you. Yeah. Or like, um, stuff like that. Now it's just gone to full on, just like, okay. phone. And like, oh. so a friend of mine who I went to visit got uh, beaten up. So she got like a black eye and she, bruised wow. head f- for like a rubbish phone. Um, and so, so it's just become flakier now. It's interesting that... Someone we- got murdered on the street we were staying on the night we were there. What the fuck? So, Jesus Christ. But what, what, so as in there was a murder on the night that we... we while were, you were there? Yeah. Where you were? Yeah. Was on, it the, you? on the street. It, it wasn't even me. And you didn't do like, the murder? I didn't... Oh, no, I didn't do the murder or you receive promise? the murder. Promise. You didn't receive the murder. <laughs> so, but it didn't make news because it was, it was a gang thing. Gang and like, they were like, ah, oh, well, they probably were. First person on the list is... The Arab that was staying just around the corner. Yeah. They don't want to do that, though, do they? Because they don't want to get there. Oh, the, 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 best, the best thing was in the airport, they kept releasing this announcement that was like, will Muhammad Abujaya please go to security immediately? And I'm not thinking, oh, like, oh, And you're like, it's spelled Y-U-S-T. <laughs> For the 10th time. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, so I went to Barcelona for a wedding uh, this the start of this summer and one of the guys that we were there with doesn't usually drink, had a little bit too much to drink at the wedding. Um, then walking through the centre of Barcelona after we'd been up to this beautiful castle, had this wonderful day, got the bus back, a bus dropped us off and he just went for a bit of a wander. He was staying at an Airbnb. Um, he woke up a few hours later, seven in the morning, with uh, in Barcelona train station actually, to find that his phone, wallet, and shoes had oh, been stolen. Shoes as well. They'd taken his shoes. Darren Brown. Um, and then, so he then walked around for the next few hours in his brand new pair of Ralph Lauren socks, just walking around. And he's a beardy guy um, wearing like a kind of, dishe- like obviously disheveled wedding suit, which is just in Barcelona, <laughs> which has got a lot of homeless, just the quintessential homeless man look. Like long beard, really odd outfit like with full suit and tie no shoes like Ralph Lauren socks now with holes in so people like give him a, give him a couple of coins or something but he was desperately trying to say can I borrow your phone but in uh... the mugging the mugging and robbery capital of Europe like that was never going to happen and then because he wasn't staying in a hotel he didn't know he couldn't ask where the hotel was because he didn't know the um, address of the Airbnb off oh, by heart no. so he's just walking around Barcelona with none of his possessions as hangover and sort of existential crisis slowly begins to set so in. The, the, the thief really goosed him there then. Right? Yeah. And it makes I mean, you realise how, how hopeless we are when we don't have... It's literally what he said. Yeah. Yeah. It's this oracle like, that connects us to everything else. I always feel whenever I go somewhere, if I have my wallet and my phone, I can just... Deal with like, anything. Like anything can happen and you can buy your way out of it. Yeah. yeah. Depending on the currency, 
or like well, you've been robbed. Th- this was the first holiday I've I've done with <clears throat> a new phone, and therefore I don't have my little book book. Mm-hmm. So I decided not to bring any cards, no cash, just everything was Apple Pay, and it, it felt lovely to just tap around. It's a bit. It feels a bit like if it goes wrong, it's you're really fucked. Yeah. Aren't you? Because then mean? you've just got no pa- means of payment. Because you've hinged all of your risk on that. I, I've had uh, I've had scenarios where I've gone to use Apple Pay and it's not. Yeah. It's just not worked. Uh, yeah, interesting. And then the and only Spanish police come after you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You've had run-ins with Spanish. Well, you've, you've both had run-ins with Spanish police. I have. Yeah. Mm. I feel like mine wasn't my fault. <laughs> it was your lawyer friend who. Yeah, but I feel like you. Man, it man very was, much was, was your fault. I was asleep on the central reservation of Tenerife's largest motorway. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have a phone. I didn't accident my wallet, wasn't it? You didn't mean to. It was just yeah. a bad day. And, it was yeah. bad. It was a very, very bad day. <laughs> um, so I've done. This is probably the year I've done the single most amount of traveling. Wow, I've ever done. Um, so I did America. Uh, so I'll Full try. And, I'll try. And, I'll try and go through it. So I did Rome for my birthday, which was one of the best oh, trips gee. that I've <laughs> ever done. Like just so amazing. Three, no, four days in Rome, and just overwhelmed with. Colosseum and Roman Forum day one, Vatican and Sistine Chapel day two, and Pompeii day three. Like what a way <laughs> to just you, did overload. Did you spill this. an espresso or something? I've got this story. Yeah, and so that was the, the first. The first thing I did, I was looking like just totally befuddled by the romance that is um, Rome. Looking out of the window as I put uh, sugar into my uh, espresso and was just stirring it and looking at like just how beautiful everything was. Stirring it, stirring it, stirring it. And looked back to see there was no espresso left in the cup, barely any espresso on the saucer, and the glass counter upon which it was resting, where all of the pastries and stuff were behind it, it just smeared itself over that, and the <laughs> owner was just looking at me like this. Oh no! God. And I, I was like, uh, "Could I have another espresso, please?" Like that was, that was all I could think. But the, while I did that, in the time it took me to stir that and have all of it come out, a man came in, bought a glass of red wine, finished it, and went back to work. And I was like, "Italy's brilliant." Mm. Uh, so yeah, Rome. So they just drink in such a paste way, don't they? I, I drinks, can't believe the first thing you said was kind of another espresso. I think like, I probably said like so sorry, true. but I also <laughs> said like you know it was his face. It's a very like, British thing. Fucking mean to me. You can come in and start throwing it around. Sorry, it's I'm, me a feces on the wall. The war of your time. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful architecture. Anyway, so Rome, great. Um, L.A. and Boston. Saw David, Doctor David wow. Sinclair. Awesome. Um, then went back and went to the Elon York. Musk air. Elon, oh yeah. Breathed some of the air where Elon Musk breathed. Uh, went to New York for a stag do. Awesome. <laughs> Um, went to Ibiza for another stag do that was good went to where else Barcelona for that wedding then did road trip across America did 2000 miles in 10 days that was cool more Romod didn't do Romod that time did Romod in February didn't do Romod oh. um, and then Stu McGill Stu McGill Canada for the first time and then went to Bali most recently stayed with Stu McGill stayed That's with Stu McGill for that yeah of all the things you've done <laughs> yeah that was pretty crazy Went on his yacht. When I, I, it was a boat. boat. <laughs> when, when, okay. It can still be a yacht. Yeah. Like yachts don't have to be big. But yeah, I think, you know, <laughs> in trying to create some sort of a sense of what people that are listening who maybe aren't doing any formal gratitude or aren't doing end of year reviews, I think what we're trying to do here is just take stock of what's happened within the last year. Mm. You know, like what's gone well, what's gone bad. Because if you're not careful, life does just be this treadmill of 
task arises, you get the mallet out, you whack it, it goes away. Next task arises, mallet, whack, and you just keep on going. And then before you know it, yeah, you just ruthlessly indexed these experiences and never actually enjoyed reflecting on it's them. like just endlessly painting but then never stepping back to look at the painting isn't it like you spend all your life trying to achieve things and then you just die <laughs> but if You're you right. just uh, if, you, if you if you never like go oh shit the thing that i spent ages trying to achieve i did that isn't that cool mm. right next thing um right, just next thing next thing oh my god oh fuck i'm dead yeah bollocks have you um have you had any mind shifts or any sort of lessons this year or any concepts that you've learned that have been a, a big sort of frame shift for you. Um, if you don't, I've got my one, which I think is probably one of my biggest <clears throat> from this year. So I've written down five here. Wow. They're quick. Some of them are completely irrelevant. You can, you, you create good days and bad days. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't happen first thing, it very rarely happens. So that applies to like the days you wake up and you're like, I really should meditate. <laughs> I opened my phone to try and look at some myself, and the first thing that came up was "Veet your bum hole" sent from Chris. <laughs> so eat spinach. Is eat spinach. Um, yeah, win the more, win the morning, win the day is massive. Yeah. So like that applies to things like so. I'm back to training in the morning because I've realised that like when I tell myself, "Ah, oh, it's all right, I'll train at six pm." Promise. Should never do um, unless there's a massive accountability. That's a great thing about CrossFit, instantly. Um or work. So like, just do the thing that has to be done today. Just do that first. Get it done. Yeah. Um, this is a marketing thing. Sales is a process, not an event. People think that it's an event or like a, a thing that they've did, have did, thing that they've done that caused a sale. It's what happened prior to that mm. that caused the sale. Um, who, not how, to solve a problem. So this year I've invested myself, not under the propane umbrella because those numbers are make you more sick than putting a glove in your mouth um the most money personally in coaching so i've worked with the most coaches in my for my own stuff Mm -hmm. um so like if you're trying to get better at something or trying to achieve stuff just which is the next thing model consistent examples of where you want to be so not someone who's like where you're wanting to be and has been there for a bit but someone who's like consistently doing the thing that you're trying to get to just pay them to learn how. So always asking instead of just grinding away and like, what book can I read? What course can I do? How can I figure this out myself? Just who's doing it. Mm-hmm. And I'll just pay and work with them. Mm-hmm. Life is short. Just, just get the answers. <clears throat> yeah. I think that's, that's such a fucking good heuristic. And that was one that came to me kind of last year. I think, although I still haven't fully implemented it, that, um, being able to shortcut all of the self-direction, self-accountability, questioning, is this the right, should I do X, Y, Z? It's like, just just ask the person. Yeah. Like, if you want to know the best way to fix your back, drive to Canada and go, and, see, and go and see <laughs> yeah. Stu McGill. Yeah. Like, so many people, man. Like, And I, I, I think we've all been guilty of this. Like, you spend so long trying to figure something out yourself. Like, in your own whatever it is, and you might not even be necessarily that aware of it, but like people read books on things or do courses on things rather than just paying a bit more and getting someone who's really experienced in that area mm-hmm. to give you some customized help on that thing. Mm-hmm. So I, with med- I tried with meditation for years to figure it out myself and just chatting to someone who, and I know there's no like qualification or level of expertise necessarily, mm-hmm. but just paying for some formal help. <clears throat> yeah. 
Um, so I think there's two things that for me have, have struck this year. There's a lesson that I'll get onto in a second, but two of the big things is what I'm missing most and what many people that are in this kind of knowledge work, self-directed world of personal development might be struggling with. The two things that I think are most important are direction and accountability. Mm-hmm. It's like if you know what you need to do and you have someone who'll tell you off and if you don't do it and encourage you if you do, 90% of the work's done for you. What do I need to do? And why do I need to do it essentially? Or what's, yeah. the, what's the pain of Sell you on the reason. Yeah. yeah. That's a great point. And that's the value of a coach, isn't it? Rather than just the information. I think most people, if they're just given the information, they won't execute mm-hmm. unless there is accountability, objectivity and personalization for yeah. that. And so <clears throat> although there's huge untapped potential of just getting a book on something, like as Tim Ferriss says, like most of the time, if you want to become a relative expert in a, in a certain field compared to everyone else, you just read a book on it or read like two or three books on it. And suddenly, you know, more than, um, 99 point. Leapfrog percent. everyone. Yeah. 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 Um, and that is usually very helpful, but if you're trying to solve a specific problem, it may be more useful or quicker to get a coach to diagnose, identify your specific issues. Even if at the end of the day, they just recommend you a book, it'll be a book that is relevant to your problem. Well, the problem is no longer lack of information. The problem today is which information, uh, like which yeah. information should you listen to and should you not listen to? This is a disgusting amount of information. Yeah. Like Naval's, Naval's synopsis on uh, the Joe Rogan podcast was all of the problems that we have now are problems of abundance, not of scarcity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everything. Cause, cause too the, much food, the, the, too much stimulus. Yeah. Too much it's everything. heartbreaking to think like you have this thing you're desperately trying to do and you spend a year just following the wrong advice, yeah. the wrong advices. Can you please give me just, the right Ar- Arnold Schwarzenegger was right all along. Like on the day of the competition, I'll give him the wrong advices. Has everyone seen that quote? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well said. Um, so I want to do, I'll do your lesson of the year and then mine. And then I want to do like, Top three books each, top three podcasts each, top three mm. YouTube videos each, just whatever whatever does come to mind. So I'll give you a, a little bit of time to have a think. But um, okay. your any lesson from this year, any sort of frame shift or or um, new concept that you've brought in? That you I, I think you like it's all very similar. Like the the coaching thing, I've also just spent a lot on just investing in myself. But I think also just taking time to periodize the things that you want to improve in your life and take space between each one. So um, trying to achieve everything all at once. So I heard something today, it was from Seam Evans actually, where he says, refers to some neuroscience research. I feel like he may have been kind of approximately, but but basically said like when you have goal A and action A, you sit and you do goal A with action A until you achieve it. When you have goal A and goal B and you have action A and action B, your brain dedicates more resource to the switching between the tasks than it does to following either of those tasks. And we're just not very good at trying to do two things at once, whether that's on a micro or a micro scale. So we know on a micro scale, like it's why we're all such a big fan of Pomodoro, isn't it? Like it's, it's the most, it's the best way to just say like, okay, I'm just going to do this one thing to the exclusion of everything else rather than like, feel the background guilt of like, oh, but I'm not doing that other thing. So I'm going to just do a little bit of that other one mm-hmm. while I'm, um, and like, I still always fall into the the trap of not doing that. But, um, so there's, there's that. And then on a larger scale over the year, I think like, imagine if 20, 2020 was 12 new habits 
rather done each month rather than start of day one 2020 to trying to do all 12 habits at once Mm -hmm. rather than nailing habit one for january and then running it in the background blast and cruise i think the thing attached to that is when you don't so the problem i i have with, with doing like a yearly review is remembering all the things that have happened like there'll be stuff that I've done and achieved that I don't even, didn't even really mention. Like mm-hmm. what I was going to say before was I did. Cause you've been painting the wall. Painting the picture. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did three months of not drinking at the start of the year. Completely, almost, almost forgot, completely forgotten about it. Massive achievement. So like forgotten. the 12 habits thing, just keep a record of it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Cause they plan like, it out at the start of the year. Yeah. Especially people with like our view, like you're always pushing to d- achieve things, aren't you? So mm-hmm. If you just forget that you've done them, then what was the, what was the point <laughs> in doing them? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think so. For next year, one of the things I've jumped ahead, but next year, one of the things I'm going to have to learn to do is to say no to a lot more. Um, I've spread myself too thin this year, and having spent a little bit of time with Chris Sparks, that I did that podcast with, mm. guy behind the forcing function, uh, top twenty online poker players on the planet, and an f- absolute motherfucker of a productivity expert. Um, I'm. I'm spread so thin. I'm never going to become amazing at any one thing. And unless there's some sort of synergistic uh, relationship between much of the stuff that I'm doing, which there isn't sufficiently to warrant it, I need to make a decision on what it is that I want to do. Mm-hmm. What it is, what, what is it that I want to do? Um, so 2020 for me, I think will be the year of saying no to a lot more saying yes to a lot more stuff that I need to like social engagements, um, which will be enabled by saying no to more work engagements Mm. and stuff like that. Um, but I think one of the big concepts that I've learned this year, which I've really, really appreciated was Laura Vanderkam's time management thing, which is talking about how memories are made. Um, and I think this is so fundamental, fundamental, uh, that everybody, everyone should be taught it. Everyone should know it. Um, that, everyone's experience of the passage of time happens at precisely the same speed. Even if you're traveling at close to the speed of light, your experience of the passage of time is exactly the same as mine now. Or if you're a child or if you're 80 years old or whatever it is, the passage of time is one of the constants that's not going to change for you. So when people say, I wish I had more time because they complain that the years, where's the year gone? Do you know it's nearly 2020? Wow, yeah, mate. It's where's April it? already. Oh, I know. Um, can you believe it? Mm. Like, it feels like it was only Christmas yesterday. <laughs> and the reason that that happens has got nothing to do with the passage of time and everything to do with your memory of the passage of time. So if you think about the way you have the, th- uh, the future self, which is the uh, person who anticipates about what's going to go on. You have the remembering self, which is the person that remembers what's happened. And you have the present self, which is the experiencer, the person that's experiencing the thing right now. The experiencing self is the most fleeting of those. The anticipating self tends to be the next longest because you only know so far into the future. And the remembering self is essentially infinite. Mm -hmm. So when people say, I wish I had more time, what they mean is I wish I had more memories because memories are like, little um, lines, little individual blocks that allow you to expand out that experience of the passage of time. So to the people that are listening, if you think about the route that you take to work or your drive to work, ask you to remember your drive to work this year, it's condensed down perhaps several hundred hours of travel into one memory. Single memory of you doing that or your drive to the gym. Unless there was one time where something specifically different happened, Mm. car crash, 
a particular phone call, like you were elated for some reason, your brain just condenses it down. And the rule to use is that your brain works well with novelty or intensity. Those are two of the things that you can do to ensure that your memories are, are increased. And that's why I can't remember barely any of my drives to the work to work or the gym this year, but I can remember the name of the guy who put us on the boat in Africa over a year and a half ago. And I can remember the book that he was reading and I can remember the shoes that he had on because there was both novelty and intensity in that. So if you want to make time and the passage of your life feel like it is moving more slowly, then you need to first off try and uh, vary what you are doing. You need to allow yourself to become invested emotionally to actually indulge yourself in the present moment. And then once it's happened, you need to remember it. You need to think about it. Because the bizarre thing is when you're experiencing, the experiencing self is such a prick. Like not only do they take the easiest route, so they'll say, oh, I don't want to go and do that that adventurous thing because it's cold and the bed's warm and I'm tired and I'm this and I'm that and the other, which totally fucks over the remembering self and the anticipating self because they want it to happen. But the present self fuck, like, fucks it. The other thing as well is the present self always picks out the discomfort. It's such an arsehole. So let's say that I'm watching this beautiful sunset on Gilly Tea, but I've got a little bit of sand between my toes and it's slightly irritating and it just takes the edge off. But when I remember, I don't remember the sand between my toes, but I do remember the beauty. So it's like you tr you need to kind of almost use your experiences as an investment for yourself in the future. It's like, look, I'm going to do this thing because in the future, when I think about me doing it, I'm going to enjoy it and I'm going to be proud of it and I'm going to do this. And that frame shift for me this year has been, been a real big one. So seek variety and intense experiences. Yep, absolutely. Without taking the piss. So, like, don't, like, drive to the gym, dress as Mr. Blobby. Yeah. Well, don't take it. You'd remember that, though. There's certain, there's certain things. Pen. You could That's stick that in you. If you stuck your EpiPen in you, you'd fucking remember How yeah. many, <laughs> was that, is that a problem? If I did that, would, that, would I have to go to hospital? <laughs> um, I bet you'd lift, you'd pull so that 317 deadlifter off. It's so you have to go to hospital. On the day of the competition. Can't use. What about the day before? Can't use EpiPen. Find the day before. But I'm not sure it would help. Yeah, not day before. But <laughs> oh. I, I don't know if you if you just took it. Yeah, probably, yeah. But just to be safe. I mean, just if, if you had a reaction, you. you have to go to the hospital because the epipen wears off, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. I but just mean now, just for fun. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd have you got it on you? <laughs> oh, fuck. What if you had that peanut? Well, I just don't. That's the thing. Fair enough. That's the lesson. Um, yeah. The, there's the final point on that is there is a <coughs> trade-off that you need to make between efficiency and novelty. So for instance, one of the things that Gretchen Rubin suggests to increase novelty is to every so often um, walk a different route to work or drive a different route to work. But there's only so far you can take that. Like, I'm not going to drive out to the coast to go to Jesmond. Like, mm -hmm. So, you know, there are, there's a trade-off that you need to make. It helps if the, the Egyptian government are after you as well to take different routes yeah, to work. Case. And then if you do this... When you're walking past the cameras. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's because it's haram. This is going to be manifest. If you do that when you want to buy bleach, yeah, just have 12, <laughs> have twelve bottles of bleach, please. Um, right, my five come after you. Top few any things that you've either read, article, podcast, book, YouTube video, anything come to mind. You know what I struggle with this is getting it in the year. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, year, well, if it's last year, if it's anything that just comes to mind, because it can't be next year because mm -hmm. it hasn't happened. That's yet. true. It cannot <laughs> be in the future. That's the one thing we can be sure so, of. So, video Anton Creel's uh, five principles behind the ten rules for financial success. That I've watched that for the third time round this year. New things come out of it each time. Um, 
lesson, something from both of you actually kind of merged, which was Johnny's suggestion, I think at the end of last year's review, was have more dinners with friends um, and yours of just check in with friends. I think I've realised this year when I've been in a mad um, whirlwind that <clears throat> you end up taking friends and family for granted or not checking in with them or not being in touch with them. And um, I was kind of woken up by this just yesterday because uh, my mum was going past the hospital, popped in, um, came down to see her for a cup of tea and she was tearful that I didn't send her a picture of my trip to Barcelona. And I realised like how much that matters to her because mm. she'd got a picture from like my girlfriend's mum and, you know, and oh, I think just man, like, yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, damn it. Because, yeah. um, and that was a real like, oh man, I really need to just like, that obviously that matters a lot more to her mm-hmm. and thinking those, those terms a bit more. Mm. So, yeah, that's good. Johnny. You've just been scrolling. What have you got? Uh, so I looked through all my audio books. Couldn't find anything. I, I listened to some terrible books this week. Yeah, this I listened to some average ones. Um, so my, I've got, I have got, I have got. Give <laughs> me the Avicii documentary. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. The reason for that is, um, so I, I don't think you don't like Avicii, do you? you Music wise, I was not. So I really like his music. Okay. Um, Samsung have just put on YouTube a like a. a tribute concert in 4k mm. live brilliant like two hours long pretty intense um but anyway so the documentary is like lead also they publicly say he didn't commit suicide but the concert is donated to mental health awareness so mm. i think it was an overdose i think it was a drugs overdose was it like accidental and right. he meant to kill himself all oh, right okay. not that i know i've read something that he slit his wrist with a wine bottle <laughs> but uh, anyway big right, claim so. to say it's not suicide if he did that there's only been like a really vague statement by his family but anyway the documentary is about him and him managing his mental success so like he has what probably any like mid-twenties guy is is in some way aspiring to in like abundance across the board of the stuff that he has and in the documentary he's pretty intensely unhappy about it Um, what's his problems with it? I think it all just is a bit too much for him. Mm. Like he gets pancreatitis from drinking. He doesn't like the 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 performing because it's too stressful and there's too much going on, too many things to manage. The pressure from the fans and all that sort of stuff. Um, and he's a perfectionist with the music. So it's just this, I watched it and I was like really moved by watching it because if you think about the things that you're doing most of the time, it's the pursuit of one of the things that he has in excess. Mm-hmm. And he's there and hated it Mm -hmm. because and it's the self-care thing like it's a self-care thing and also realizing that like probably all he wants is to be someone who isn't him like all he wants is to be someone who is desiring to be there Mm -hmm. so just an interesting like perspective really really i think because like because he's like similar age um he's a bit introverted um it was just watch i was just like fuck what did you in the fields i don't know I think it doesn't doesn't say like, oh, I just really want. I think this. for some of it, it seems like he just wants to be like left alone and normal. <laughs> yeah, and like he's there because he's really good at a craft. And then, isn't it this- bizarre that you can have someone who is perhaps like super overqualified in terms of talent to be able to get themselves to a t- particular place, but doesn't have the character to keep themselves there? 
There was mm, a like, documentary about that ages ago, like some genetically, um, it's like either a genetically engineered or like a genetically selected um, world's smartest boy. Okay. And he was born with, he was born to be selected for the highest IQ. And they were interviewing him and he was like, I'm not really interested in doing any, I just want to have a nice life. And mm-hmm. like, and everyone was like, oh, come on, like you should like. Memory competitions yeah, and, and he's blah, like, blah, blah, physics. Yeah. And he's, Fuck. <laughs> Um, podcasts, Johnny, any podcasts come to mind? Other than, of course, Propane Fitness, How to Start Your Online Business and Modern Wisdom. That was a really good one. Yeah. The mm. How to Be an Online Coach. Yeah. Banging. Um, no, none come to mind. I'm going to drop, I'm gonna drop in. Naval Ravikant and Joe Rogan. Very good. Fuck. Has he had two appearances? Just one. He said he's not doing any guest appearances for the foreseeable oh, future Naval. now. Um if you haven't listened to it, it might not be up your street, but if you want the two and a bit hours of probably the densest wisdom that you're going to get from someone, Naval Ravikant on Joe Rogan was great. Sam Harris on Joe Rogan at the start of the year was also fantastic. Um, I'm trying to think about what I've gone back and listened to. So, you know, what this is making me think is that I need to to keep a, a, a log of this stuff. Like it's any of things that happen that are great mm-hmm. and little things that I watch or listen to or whatever that are, that are great three three great things that happened to me today bottom of the six month I mean diary. a condensed like that I could just scroll through now do you yeah, use day be, one the app I, I do but not for this yeah for like momentous things yeah, or mine's, things mine's serious because it's password protected I don't need to oh, pass, really? I don't need okay. to password protect my, my podcast recommendation <laughs> uh, but that yeah that was good um, I can't remember much of the Chasing Excellence it's a good book Chasing Excellence was Digital Minimalism was this year mm. Atomic Habits Book of the Year probably. That was last year I read I, it this year Right um, Digital Minimalism I wasn't so I wasn't so excited I think it's about. a great It's a it's a, an important Message It's because none, none of us did it Like we but, but We it, all read it And we're like Oh that's, that's not Cal, Cal when he writes Just comes across A tiny bit whiny <laughs> Do you not think It's just a little He's He's such a contrarian When it comes to it's a perfect world of you should just be able to do this. Mm. And I'm aware that there are contingencies in some of the things that he puts across, but there's just, it feels to me like there's not enough of a realistic understanding of how challenging this is going to be. So in that, the real that yeah. So like it's a, it's an important message and some good concepts, but I think the unfortunate truth of it is like a lot of us are, are so hard wired emotionally to these things that just going, all right, I'll just drop it. Not that anymore. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to do. Um, I know one guy who did, and it's... Changes the whole Yeah. Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Really struggle with that. Did you? Really Listen or he, uh, read? So I'm halfway through, but it's 13 hours long. Fuck. So, so you like, podcasts in between it, right? Yeah, so it's like a... Interviews. Yeah. And you got the book as well. You've got the book. I know. Uh, it's just... Like, David Goggins is, a, is obviously a, a monster, but just the... The, the message is a bit repetitive, which is like... Is it one of those books that's one thing that doesn't need to be a book and they've just like... You, I think you it. need like exposure to the idea because the idea is like testing limits mm. of you, of like what you think your limit is and all sort of stuff. The best thing actually, which is like two minutes long, is a video by, on Jocko Willink's channel. If you go onto his channel... Good. Good. That's a brilliant video. Mm. Good. I love that. a great video. Um, School of Life. Navy SEALs, you can't argue with them, can you? True. Because he'll fuck you up. Good. Um, Reload. Have you um, read his book, Jocko? Extreme Ownership. I've read, again, half. Similar thing. Ah, uh, okay. 
It's Alchemy by Rory Sutherland came out this year. That was a good, fairly good write. Um, does he read it? Yeah, of course. Oh, does. That's it. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Uh, fucking hell. This was last year, but The Order of Time by Carlo Rovelli. That was fairly good. Uh, Waking Up by Sam Harris. I must have listened to it two, another two times this year, which was great. The Great Mental Models by Shane Parrish. That was fantastic. Um, Mindfulness in Plain English. That was your suggestion. That's a really good book. Um, what else? What was that noise there? That was This, this is, is Audible. All oh, right. Accidentally pressed on super intelligence. <laughs> Fuck. Um, million, 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 million years. Um, I think that's, that's probably my, I've got bags and bags of, um, credits left on Audible because I've just not. Uh, I listened to The Power of Now again by Eckhart Tolle. It's very good. Fuck, man. That yeah. Guy. Good. It was ahead of its time, wasn't it? Really ahead of its time. Yeah. Super, super fucking like. He's just cuttingly clear with his message and he's legit as well. Like, I feel like if he was in this room now, we'd all be asleep. <laughs> yeah, he is very legit. Uh, anyway, final thoughts, anything that you want to get across to the, the humans of the interwebs before we round off this year and this Christmas? You know what I would like to know? What everyone's plans are for 2020. What do you mean by plans? That's so specific. what for the people watching? What are their wins, fails and goals for In the comments. 2019 and 2020? Yep. There we go. So on YouTube... Put below what your best win was, what your biggest fail was, and one goal that you want to achieve for next year. That would be really, really cool. A good question to consider is, in December 2020, what would have to have happened for you to to have been content with your year? Rather than thinking, like, what are my goals? Mm -hmm. Just think, what would be a nice scenario for me? Like, what would I look back? I don't know. Don't know. You can't ask me that question. That is the biggest hot potato possible. <laughs> the ease of the, well, round of the year with hot, a large... Hot jacket potato. I not even finished, like, saying the thing. What's the answer? I, I buttered it. Cheese. <laughs> a little bit of tuna. Beans as well. Hot yeah. bean sauce. Hot all beans. over my hand. Everywhere. And a, a, just a nut garnish. And, and a sausage for the scoop the beans. For the scoop the beans, beans with. Um, I think better at everything. Good heuristic. Obviously. <laughs> Good, good, good answer. Good. Good answer. Um, final thing to round the year out is I posted a video on LinkedIn, a trailer, and of all of the things someone could have commented with, you know, this work that we've put in and we've tried to upload this uh, this beautiful explanatory video, uh, someone just commented and said, is that the guy that was on Pointless last night? <laughs> <laughs> really? So the screenshot in the group chat. So I tell oh. something. So I did a, I did a sales call with a guy who's just joined one of our programs, um, and he got off the sales call with me, um, signed up for the program. I then had this first coaching call the next day, and he was like, "Mate, the weirdest thing, like we had the call, and I was like sat in the evening thinking about it, and I turned on the TV, and I was like, fucking hell, that's the that's the guy." <laughs> That's the guy I spoke with today. And he was like, I nearly didn't sign up because your answers were so shit. But I thought, I'll let him off. Fuck, imagine that if you'd lost a big a big name client because... Because of because of my pointless answers from a, an episode recorded two years ago. It's weird that the first time it was aired, which was like last year, no not a knows. single person gave a shit. Now it's called Ripple. Uh, yeah. Why? I think it's just because of this podcast. Is it seasonal? Was it played in December last time? Are people watching more TV now? There was a lot of questions in a I short mean, space of time there. You're like, you know, is the price of oil 
changed between that, like what, what's your mum's favourite colour <laughs> <laughs> are you wearing socks when did you get uh, Dexter uh, about a year ago in November last year okay wow and it was about the same time when Pointless was like aired for the time. first time fuck man I think dog like is just I'm just seeing the the profits repaid massively for mm. you like it well like it's there's there's a lot of Clarton. Yeah, I've probably seen. the most intense period of admin in my year. Admin, admin was when I had to date, take Dax and have his bollocks chopped off. The like, firstly, I felt horrendous about it. I felt really bad and guilty about it, which it, like I never thought would happen. But like as we're going into the vets, there was like I was like holding him like, Fuck off, you know, like, mm. <laughs> and then uh, he like ripped his stitches, so I had to like take him to back with. <laughs> In the morning, you know, you like you, you do your morning routine. You come downstairs, are ready for like the Scroll, most important task of the bleeding scrotum. And you're like, oh, you rip the stitches, mate. I'll just ring the vets. Come to back with now. Yeah, no problem. Right, laptop shut. All right, day knacked. I'm, I'm <laughs> Got there, and that was like, oh, he's fine. But that will be forty pound. Kind of, oh, of course it is. No problem. <laughs> so like that. But apart from that, massive value add. Cool. Everyone should get a dog. Cannot wait to get a little head. Yeah. A little head. Yeah. Do not get a whippet with psychomotor retardation. Yeah. Don't oh, no, I'll, I'll get like, because the smaller they are, the more. You should get an Italian I'm, greyhound. Yeah. Oh, so, so in, in Dexter's puppy class, there was a, a greyhound that was this big, shit, you not tiny thing, that like, it's. it's um, They're operating so, on double speed, aren't they? Yeah. So there's a, there's a, there's a like, Joe DeFranco warm up where he gets you to do hip circles where you go like this. <laughs> That's how this Italian greyhound called Jimmy ran. So it was like all around this. And it was like going up like head to head against this like quite a big cockapoo. And it was just like <laughs> run away. And I just looked at it and thought, that's great for you. Because oh, you so could like you could hold it, you could sit in your hand. But it's a greyhound. It's got all the features that you want, but it's very but manageable. It's miniature, yeah. Very manageable. Yeah. Yeah. Cannot wait. Like pick it up and move it. It was a greyhound, it's like You've got to properly like if someone has actually this is we, I'm going to finish it on this note if someone has a very uh, docile dog that we can have for a modern wisdom episode I would quite like to just have mm-hmm. one here that would be great it you know just like very like, super yeah. chill because it's an hour and quite old minutes. yeah quite old just probably like a golden retriever golden retriever would be nice do they do puff puffs though like <laughs> all dogs do puff puffs <laughs> but, but like, like if, they there's, if there's digestion there's puff puffs there are some dogs that do like proper heavy going puff puffs and you're like you just don't oh, squeeze oh. it if you squeeze it like a <laughs> like a bagpipe then it it, it does it <laughs> like a bagpipe you know like when you <laughs> <laughs> and on that note <laughs> Merry Christmas Merry thank you. Christmas thank you everyone for tuning in this year I really do appreciate the support um, get in touch at ChrisWellX wherever you follow us or at Propane Fitness give them I think that's my fault give them some Christmas love on his phone did you? I did Sorry. wow what a way to end the year Bye. anyway Merry Christmas everyone 